Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about overcoming trauma and abuse to find self-love, inner resilience, and healing. I'm delighted to welcome speaker, author, and abuse survivor, Kimberly Bell. Kimberly wrote a memoir called The Epitome of Kimmy, Accept and Embrace It All, which is available on Amazon. You can reach Kimberly at her website, KimberlyAnnBell.com, and I'll include a link in the description. Welcome, Kimberly. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I am delighted. I appreciate so much you and what you are willing to do. I feel that every survivor of abuse who is willing to share their story helps give other abuse survivors permission to acknowledge that they have a story. So, and that is the first step, I believe, to healing is to admit, I have a story and it was not a happy story, but this is what happened. I can't change the past, but I can change how I feel now and I can change my future. And that is the power of of telling our stories. So Kimberly, would you mind sharing your story? Um, Sure. Um, so the, my memoir pretty much starts from my journey from the beginning um, of being adopted. But um, I had uh, witnessed um, abuse from um, my father, uh, my biological father with my biological mother. One of the days that changed my life forever, they were, uh, this was the worst fight ever. And uh, my sister and I was in the back of the seat and um, we rolled around for, for hours while they were arguing. But this particular physical altercation um, just traumatized me because it was blood everywhere. He just put his fist all in her um, face and she had long, beautiful hair. And I just remember him pulling her hair and I just was so traumatized of um, it wasn't really pleasant feelings that I had up until I was five. Um, with her, there was always, um, at some, it seemed like a um, um, mistreatment. Um, she was very um, not gentle. She wasn't kind. It was always a disconnection. And I felt it all the way up until I was five. So then to witness that, and this is from two people that you trust, that you love, that you, you're not understanding, um, it just kept, just, I, I remember just being numb. I just remember being frozen and my um, oldest sister, which is two years older than me that stayed with my mother um, was in, um, she was, she was horrified. She was screaming. She was yelling. She was trying to pull my father off of her. I just remember looking at her and being sad because this is my oldest sister. I knew I loved her and she, she um, showed me kindness and love her and my father. But I knew up until five that my biological mother I never felt the caress. I never felt, and I yearned for it. I wanted it. So that's a form of abuse. It was a form of, of being mistreated that um, I held on um, and remembered, um, just like any child would remember nice days, caring days, loving days. Um, I remember, and children will remember, and adults will remember the opposite of what um, they have been exposed to or how people have treated them. And so... That particular fight ended up me going to two strangers, which was my um, biological father, sister, which was my paternal aunt and her husband. 
and I was left there. And I was told that from my father that uh, he would come and come back and get me. But years, months went by. He would come and visit and talk to my, you know, her, his sister and talk to my adopted mother. But no one ever came back to get me. Um, that's changed my life forever. I stayed with really strangers at five years old and they raised me until I was grown. Um, but um, that's how my memoir and my journey um you know, started as far as my, my book, as far as my life. And it goes into, you know, how, um, I had to deal with abandonment and rejection and how my adopted dad, you know, started the foundation of loving, um, loving God and God loved me more than he loved me and trying to get that foundation of prayer and love. And then, um, going into the educational years and, um, it's strange because seeing um, from the foundation, my um, biological family, physical altercations, and it was never um, abnormal of chaotic, um, you know, chaoticness. Just um, it was a switch after I turned five, though, into six with stability and security with not chaotic, but that I myself. Once I got grown, my first relationship ended up being an abusive relationship at 16, um, not having a voice and not feeling and not um, investing in myself and getting myself worth that it is not okay. It is just simply not okay for you to hurt physically, mentally, and emotionally another person. Right. And you have a right. Get this, Linda. I had to learn you have a right not to accept it. And that's an important lesson. You have lesson. a right not to accept it and um, leave and stand up for it. And so I was so um, swamped into this uh, bondage and not being free of validation, needing someone to validate me and me not validating myself and me accepting and not choosing me. Not choosing me first, choosing the other person, and 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 get this, Linda. I was building hopes on other people, from, from my children to um, even my um, biological mom. I grasped. I remember when I was in the ministry, grasping for her um, fight for me when I had to get it, Linda. If I couldn't fight for myself, I can't trust anyone else to fight for me. And that's huge. That is a huge thing. Recognizing for yourself. Yes. And I'm so sorry, as you're, as you're sharing just these little snippets of the things that you have experienced, you know, I've been reading a book um, called The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, and he has spent his life studying trauma and the effects. And, and the younger you are, the deeper it goes, and the different responses that we can have when we're faced with trauma. And you and your sister exhibited two of the classic responses. There's that fight or flight feeling, and there's the freeze. And both and of those this, are absolutely yes. normal. And get this, Linda, I continued to go into abusive relationships, but my sister ended up fighting tooth and nail. She would be the first, and she would tell me, Kim, you can't, you can't take that. I am not going to let any man put his hands on me, you know, it was all, you know, and both of us, like I said, she's two years older than me, but both of us experienced the same 
event, same traumatic events, witnessed the same thing, but yet, like you were talking about who you were reading about, registered in our mind and affected us totally different. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're two different people. They're both normal. Those are both normal responses. And that idea of freezing, which is so normal and so natural, and, and that's a method of survival. It's, it's, I'm trying to survive. And this is what I think is going to be the best thing that's going to help me. And then it takes a while to realize, actually, that method is not the best way to protect me. The, the best way is to stand up for myself up. and yeah. to love myself and to know and that not, I yes. have value and I deserve to be treated with kindness and respect. So if you have made that leap, I am so proud of you, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you. It took a while. And then it took a process. And I'm still feeling the residue of it that I'm still in a single parent now, um, coming through challenges that I'm still bearing my truth and still fighting. For. Right. I'm going through journeys and challenges that, God is letting me know. Now that you released your first book in your memoir, I need you to continue to walk the walk. You, you got it. But these are situations you're still going to have to stand on your truth and fight for yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Kimberly, I'm so proud of you. Because a lot of us have this idea that, you know, once I I climb that mountain and get to the top and I address my issues and it's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. I'm not going to have any problems. It's going to be sunshine and roses every day. And you know what? It doesn't work that way. Life keeps coming and things keep coming at us and we still have to be resilient and strong and put ourselves in a good place every day. So Kimberly, what do you do to put yourself in a good place when life continues to be hard? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm learning to invest in myself more. I, um, in learning that, um, I wake up each morning trying to do not things for uh, my children. And I do have one minor and she is my world, but I I'm seeing things differently, not even for her, but for me, because I can't be the better for her unless I love me. Love. I, I have to love me like no other before I can say, this is really for you, Manya. But um, I know that I'm not an exercise person. And I know that uh, my taste buds have changed since I'm in my late forties. And, and um, so investing in myself and knowing that I've started nature walk because I know me, I've invested time in myself and know me that if I go up to YMCA and I start going on machine, it's just going to be a joke, Linda. It's just going to be a joke. I'm going to be laughing. Look, I'm going to be laughing at myself. They're going to say, this woman, this woman is crazy. She's talking to herself. She's left to herself. Watch out when she come back. You know, and I probably won't, they won't see me probably the next week. So I'm not going to set myself up to be on YouTube. So I have said, if I'm going to take this serious, what can I do to make it fun, make it pleasurable, make it enjoyable for me? Because this is for me. So I started, you know, nature walking. I started doing it not with the mind frame of, oh, this is just something I got to stick to. This is something I got to do. But this is something that I want to do to get in tune more with myself and with God. Well, I'm going to get my uh, uh, Amazon um, uh, Prime music on or I'm going to listen to, um, you know, the YouTube on a, you know, my, my playlist. 
or I'm not going to listen at all if this is how I feel. And I'm just going to talk to God out loud, you know, the whole walk and then maybe, you know, so that's one of the things I do. Um, music has always, always been in my background. So I listen to all types of music. I love it. My um, biological um, father was a bass guitar player. So I was um, into, you know, kind of like raised into, and then with the um, religion before I was five, um, up until I was five, we were in a Pentecostal church. So that was loud music. It was, you know, the instruments playing. And then when I got adopted, I was in a more structured church, but there was, you know, um, spirituals and hymnals and, you know, just music. And we would go to conferences and stuff. So I, um, I know that's part of my serenity. Then, like I said, investing in myself, I tried to, cause I love to eat. I try to go to different restaurants, even by myself. I remember, um, after I had, my kids were older and I was at a conference one day and an older woman said to me, what did I like doing? And I was waiting for my family to come at that time. And I went back to the hotel room, Linda, and I, I busted out and started crying because I didn't know. Oh. I had never invested in myself. I did not know. And I felt so out of place because I wasn't sharing my food. I didn't have my kids there. You know, I didn't have, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. So okay. I, Investing so in myself, I know I love to travel. Are. Yes, and, and your go identity. To restaurants and just sit there and order whatever I like, and just take my time and just observe my surroundings and just take in the moment. So yeah, they, these are a couple of things that I do. I also advocate for mental health because um, while I was writing the book, um, I had um, my therapist, um, my therapist sessions, and. Um, Getting um, a strong support system. Um, I have many male, just as much as um, close female friends that I just got a, um, a YouTube clipping this morning. And uh, me and this male friend had just, you know, had never even seen each other in person. He said, I want you to take a look at this and tell me what you think. And, um, you know, call me later when you can. But it was an inspirational from another woman about our self-worth. Mm -hmm. So having support systems set up because he, he knows exactly, you know, God knows exactly what you need to continue the journey. And what I have learned, get this Linda, is I don't shut it down because it's not coming from where I want it to come from. So this is for the listeners. When you can start building your support systems, don't shut it down just because it's not a, it doesn't look like you. It's not the same culture of you. It's not the same uh, it's not in a blood relative or it's not an outside or someone that's um, so similar with your lifestyle. But embrace when it does come if it's supportive and positive, because that may be to take you to your next level. I and love that. Being open to be able yes. to looking for new places that can bring you to where you want to be and to lift you. Oh, you've said so many lovely things. Let's see if we can recap on some of them. So you've talked about some of the things to help build you up is one, recognizing your personal identity and who you are and trying to figure out, hey, I matter and what do I like and what, what do yes. I care about? And I love that you mentioned there are so many different tools that we can use to help build us up. And then you picked the ones you liked rather than torturing yes. yourself at the gym. Let's find a way that you can find something to do that you enjoy. 
like the nature. Nature has been proven to help with so many things. And so does exercise. And if exercise is not your jam, let's go for nature. Isn't it wonderful that there's more than one right way to do things? Right. And then you're creating this beautiful community, community through your friends, community through your church, and that communication with God and having that strength as part of your thing. I love every one of these suggestions. So happy for you. Thank you. But it took, you know, and you say, you know, what do, it's a choice. Linda, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, um, and I tell everyone, um, I remember when I was doing DUI counseling, I used to say to them, help me help you. This, you know, I can't do this by myself. When you have to, we all have a free will. When you choose, you, you choose and you, you take those consequences after you choose. There's a choice. So I choose every morning, no matter what may come my way during that day, to not be bitter but better, to get through it. Somehow, some way to get through it. And at the end of the night, think about what lessons that I've had to learn from me. How can these experiences help me, you know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And I appreciate that you also included this professional assistance because what a wonderful resource to be able to have counselors and to have people who have studied and trained and know the right things to say and have those suggestions to be able to help you to move forward. And you're so right that no one can heal without their consent. It takes a choice. It's like, and nobody can do it for me. They can teach me what to do, but I got to do the work. I got to walk the walk. Nobody can walk for me. Yes. And you know, um, and our culture, and even, you know, I'm a 70s baby, so being even back then in the uh, Amy Zion and in the church, we, it was taboo, um, mental health. And, you know, going outside the home and seeking, you know, counseling or sport beyond the pastor, the religious leader, you know, it was just uh, what's going on in the home stays in the home. If you don't pray about it, And that is the way it was. And I'm so glad things are changing because when things that are going on in the home are bad, where else can kids go? Where else can can a battered woman go? An an abused wife? We have to be able to go outside of our home to get help. Man, if all the help we need is available at home, oh, we win. That's glorious. But that's not always the case. And so let's reach outside into someplace else where we can get the help that we need and the help that we deserve because we deserve to be happy. Right. That's why we're here to be happy, to have experiences and to have joy. And we learn through the things that are not joyful too, but we're, we're learning and growing all the time. Right. And I had to step out. I had to step out of that. And I said, no, no. And you know, my mother would say, you, um, now I'm telling you, you know, people are nosy. They come to you, where are your mom and where are your dad? And, and I always had this unsettled feeling because I was like, I know the truth. <laughs> I know the truth. You know, and I'm bearing the truth. I'm living the truth. But one day, and I already knew it. I already knew it, that this voice was going to come up like a spring of water. And so I just encouraged everyone, like you said, truth is just not freedom. Me bearing my truth and me bearing my heart, soul, in that memoir, um, the abuse, the um, misdiagnosis, the, um, the, um, 
the challenges, the, the failed marriages, the divorces, you know, um, the birth at 15 going on 16 was not just freedom for me, but for someone else that, that is so hurt that don't want to release that truth, feel so ashamed that they can't tell that truth or feel like you said they're worth that truth. It's not. So, yeah. Right. So when Kimberly is brave enough to say, here I am, this is what I've done. This is what I've been through. And we say, oh, well, she's wonderful and marvelous. She's not ashamed. She's comfortable and confident in her own skin and her own experiences. Then other people think, oh, well, then maybe I could be okay in my skin if I tell my truth. So I, I, I really appreciate these stories. I think they're very important. Now, in your book, you have a subtitle. You want to tell us about the subtitle and what that means? Accept and embrace it all. Mm-hmm. Well, I um I kept you know from chapter to chapter and trust and belief, reliving you know the past and the chapters that uh, got crying and stuff, and I was able to come with a serenity of the epitome and the essence and the resilient, all that those chapters made of this Kimmy. And Kimmy came from my adopted dad. My dad, my adopted dad would say when I would shut down and I would hide my smile because um, I was told, you know, there was a difference of my skin complexion. There was a difference in my features, but they loved me anyway. And he would point out and say, oh, no, Kimmy, but your smile is for the world to see. Stop hiding your smile. <laughs> so he was like, he, he would always invest and start investing the difference, you know, um, so that I wouldn't get, you know, that self-esteem, even though that self-esteem was you know, low, when I started going into the dating world, he would try to boost it up, turn it around from my adopted mom, making the flaws so important or the difference of, you know, my skin complexion compared to theirs. Um, but, um, I had to end up, um, accepting. And I don't believe I truly did that. Once I got that on black and white and I relived every one of those chapters, I accepted my entire journey. And even with the ending, um, my biological mother and I still doesn't have a relationship. Um, she's still not accepting of me or my children. Um, I had to embrace it. I had to embrace it's not because of me. This is because of her. Ooh. Okay, golden nugget. Okay, so in our relationships between the people that we love, the people we care about, and the people that... Oh, we would love to be just loved and accepted by these people. But we can't control that, unfortunately. And I love that you put the burden of her choices and her behavior exactly where they belong. Not you, not your fault. Those are hers. Exactly. And to be able to accept that. Ah, that that is so, so, so important. Yes. So that's where that accept and embrace came through. And even with those abusive relationships, Linda, I had to uh, feel. And it's crazy because down to this last ex, I had to feel it's okay to be not wanted because everybody's not for everyone. And my self-worth, if you can't treat me right, you can't treat me how I truly have been created and, and deserving of, I am not for you. 
I shouldn't be wanted by you. <laughs> it's okay. But when you get to um, this abandonment and just from your foundation, always wanted to be wanted, mm-hmm. that is a, that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow unless you actually been through it of how dare you always second guess yourself. You don't want me, even though you know this person doesn't need to be with you. You don't want me. I'm not the most positive and the best thing anybody could ever have, you know? <laughs> but it's real, you know? Oh yeah. One thing sure. I'm not going to do is lie to you. I mean, it's real. And this is what I had to eventually feel and be okay with it and embrace it. Wonderful. And this is a similar in that pattern, like the relationship with your mother. It's like his choice is his. It's, yes. it's not about you. And that's, that's a good thing to learn because otherwise those feelings of abandonment can be very, very powerful. And it's a strange thing in our lives. We have a tendency to repeat patterns over and over until we figure yes. out that lesson. And if we have those feelings of abandonment, unfortunately, the, the statistics show that we end up getting abandoned more often. Yes. And when we feel at peace, like, hey, I am worthy. I am worth it. I am good enough. I feel safe. I know that I'm okay. Whatever happens, even if I don't know what okay looks like, I'm okay. And then the patterns don't repeat the same. We tend to attract the kind of people in our lives who respect us and who who will stick around. So it is it is so interesting and it's so deep. It's such a deep level. Things that we don't understand until we open up our eyes and realize at a different level that, you know, I, I'm okay with me. I'm okay with me. Yes. Yes. So yes. that is fantastic. Well, and that everybody else, like you said, um, well, not everybody else, but there are some people that will not be okay with me, and that's, and that's still okay. True story. Yeah. Yeah, there's a line in The uh, the Greatest Showman that I just love where she says, you don't have to make everybody love you, just a few good people. And the truth is, we can't make everybody love us. And the one way to be totally miserable is to try to make everybody love us. Because then it's like, oh, I got to chase this person. Oh, I got to chase this person. And then you're like 50 million different things. And you're not you because you can't be you because somebody might not like you. It's just like, whoa, nope, 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 nope. Okay, this is me. This is who I am. And so now the people who like me as I am, my authentic me, they're going to come to me. And the other people, there's going to be billions of them. That's okay. You can hang out in a different circle. Right, right, right. Now that spoke well to me. That is, that is, uh, that hit home because, yeah. And um, one thing that my therapist had to solidify with me um, when she knew that I was starting to write and she never uh, thought that I was putting them all together in a page of the memoir. I sent it to her and surprised her, but she was like, um, your foundation was broken where you have a peculiar um, and not the normal um, upbringing where your expectation and your um, vulnerability and wanting to be accepted was from just like any normal child, your biological parents, especially your mother. 
So with that being broken, she, she allowed me to see and solidify that this, we had to go to the root of, as you were saying, of my repeat unhealthy cycles Absolutely. Of where you were just given that um, kudos to me where I'm going to always be stuck in my mind of not wanting, wanting everyone that I meet to love me, you know, because this was from my beginning mm-hmm. is working so hard. You, you, you follow what I'm saying. Absolutely. My mother to love me and that never happened. That's I painful. never felt. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore I, I raced. To the to, to the to the running line with everybody that meet me. Love me, love me, love me, love this. <laughs> I know because we want somebody <laughs> to the love kindest, us. I'm the most understanding. I'm the patient. I was thinking it. I know. <laughs> and here yeah. you are, all these wonderful things, and you're just aching for someone to see it. And the interesting thing is, is when we're trying to fill that hole with you know this person or that person or the other. And, and maybe we're lucky and they do give us that, what we're hoping for. Somehow it still doesn't fill the hole. Yeah. There's still yeah. a hole until we fill it up and let it heal. Yeah. And yes. then we can move forward. So that's important to know. You've shared a lot of very important insights today. Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners before we close? Um, well, it's worth it to whether whatever season in your life is, um, um, whatever status you're in, married, not married, it's worth investing in you. Ooh. It's worth it. It's worth it. So much worth it. Wow. That is important advice. And I wouldn't got here speaking to you and um, living my moment and, and my season uh, if I did invest in you and I'm going to continue to invest in me for whoever, like you said, and it's in the future, whether it's a lifetime partner, whether it's a friend, they deserve it just as much as I deserve knowing Kim. Yes, because Kim is worth knowing. Yes. <laughs> she is. Well, thank you for visiting with me today. Thank you, Linda, for having me. I appreciate it. You're beautiful, too, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I think you're gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you. In closing, I'd like to share a quote by Michelle Rosenthal. She said, Trauma creates change you don't choose. Healing is about creating change you do choose. If you have experienced trauma and abuse that you didn't choose, I invite you to make the choice to love yourself, to be resilient, and to heal. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Linda's Corner Podcast and leave a five-star rating and review. Your input matters and helps us be able to reach new listeners. Also, you can reach us at our website, lindascornerpodcast.com, and on social media at Linda's Corner Podcast. Thank you. See you next time on Linda's Corner.